Welcome to another podcast in a series of podcasts by final year students at Fashion Business School, London College of Fashion, University Arts London, discuss their findings from completing their final major projects. All Fashion Business School students are required to complete a final major project in their final year, which can take two forms, either a detailed research into a fashion business topic of their choice or the completion of an enterprise business plan. My name is Phoebe Catanella and I study the BA Ons Fashion Buying and Merchandising course at the Fashion Business School, London College of Fashion. Brilliant, thank you very much. And um, come today to talk about your final major project. So thank you for joining us today. Um, perhaps by sort of way of setting the context, could you just give us the title of your um, final major project? Yes, of course. So my title was Exploring the Potential Threat of Instagram on the Sustainability Movement, uh, with a specific focus on UK females in Generation Z and their shopping habits within a fast fashion environment. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. And, and what, what made you choose this topic? Yeah, so um, it was kind of many different reasons, to be honest, but I think a lot of the past year and given a COVID environment really shaped a lot of my dissertation topic because I feel like many, I suppose I was stuck indoors on my phone, on my laptop all the time as there became quite little to do in the outside world. And I guess it sort of got me thinking with regards to Instagram and how that's really shaping the sort of fashion environment that we're living in today. I think as people weren't going out on the streets, there was no catwalks, everybody was turning to Instagram to get their inspiration. But equally, we have this sort of minor cohort of people that equally want to um, kind of influence and grow the sustainability market. And in my eyes, and from sort of just little bits of research that I'd done over the last summer, I'd realized that actually to me, Instagram and sustainability don't really go hand in hand. So I think it was really sort of the investigation into does Instagram sort of promote the sustainability movement or does it actually kind of destroy in a sense, the sustainability movement? So yeah, so I think um, a very poignant point, point that you made there. So not only, you know, um, were customers looking to Instagram for sort of influence uh, and understanding of what was trending, you know, actual usage of Instagram uh, increased dramatically during, during lockdown. And many of us had perhaps not many other alternatives, uh, but indoors yeah. looking at Instagram. So uh, it seems very uh, relevant uh, choice of topic. Um, and so uh, maybe you could just explain a little bit like how you went about um, researching into this topic um, and sort of really investigating, uh, you know, how Instagram um, impacts on sustainability movement or not, as the case might be. Sure. So um, I kind of looked at it as I think all the way through. So from the very sort of first word I wrote in the introduction to the last one in the conclusion, I feel like I sort of shaped my whole dissertation, sorry, around four big forces. So I was looking at Generation Z, fast fashion, Instagram and sustainability. Um, so in terms of my research, particularly starting at the literature review stage, I was definitely looking at the four big forces. And I read um, a really interesting book by um, Suzanne Goldsmith. And she basically looked into these four big forces and how they're shaping um, sort of the industry today. And although the book was probably slightly outdated, obviously it hadn't taken into account COVID, I feel like for me, it really um, enabled me to set all the components apart to then see how they were linked. 
So I think then going into my primary research, it was a lot more looking at how each of these are linked and particularly then how they're going to impact on fashion buying and merchandising. Um, so obviously these are, are two roles in fashion that are always changing um, and always having kind of innovative skill sets being brought to the table. Um, so I think it was interesting to see how Instagram and how sustainability are going to shape how those roles are played out. So that linking element enabled me to kind of uh, sort of give a solution, I suppose, to the fashion buying and merchandising world. Brilliant. And you chose to focus on Generation Z. Um, can I ask, you know, your what was your reasons for, for picking this demographic? Yeah, so um, the, probably the plain and simple reason is that to me, they are the most disruptive generation that we've ever had. And I think they are the kind of generation who preach one thing and maybe their actions present another. And obviously being part of Gen Z myself and obviously my friends are Gen Z. So I think it was interesting for me as a researcher to really be fully immersed within that generation and probably a bit geeky. I absolutely loved having like conversations with my friends about sustainability and about Instagram. And it was so incredibly interesting to me to hear people say, you know, that they follow certain people because they're more sustainable or they don't actually care at all. But then, you know, the next day I'll see they've liked a sustainability post. So it's kind of like, contradicting what they were saying so I think for me I just find that generation so interesting because there's always so much to say and I think you think you've found everything you need to know about Gen Z and then all of a sudden there's this brand new article or this brand new podcast that that kind of unleashes a whole new beast in terms of Gen Z so I think it was just the fact that they have so much to say and they're doing so much for the fashion industry at the moment yeah so they represent a big percentage of the of the market Oh, definitely, yes. <laughs> so um, uh, could you maybe just outline a little bit the primary research that you conducted? Yeah, of course. Um, so for me, it was really, really important to get um, a big cohort of people responding to my survey because it was quite, um, kind of enabled me to give me the basic facts that I needed to learn to then be able to kind of create a linkage and, and sort of come to a conclusion at the end. Um, so I actually um, teamed up, sorry, with a local sixth form college and got the survey sent out to the sixth form college, which was absolutely amazing because I got kind of loads of reviews and um, responses from that, which was really, really helpful. Um, and I also joined a couple of different Facebook groups um, that, that are all part of Gen Z and women as well, which was really helpful, again, to get kind of a broad view from a range of people all across the UK kind of from different backgrounds and different um, kind of whether they had a job or they were students, different areas like that. Um, I then did a sort of more small scale focus group with, again, a few different members of Gen Z. Again, some in jobs, some were students. Um, I then finally did four different interviews, uh, one with an ASOS buyer to kind of understand how Instagram and sustainability will be shaping um, particularly the buying role in the future. I then spoke to a sustainable uh, business owner who promoted herself on Instagram, which enabled me to see how um, she finds Instagram useful to either promote um, her product and how um, her customers respond to that. I then spoke to a sustainable Gen Z blogger who again originated from Instagram. Again, she was really useful to sort of understand how her customers or how her followers, sorry, interact with her. Um, and then finally, I spoke to a professor in sustainable or fashion sustainability 
uh, from the British Fashion School, which again was really helpful. Um, and she was brilliant in kind of giving me some top line facts and figures around sustainability. And I think for me, that really enabled me to see the scale of the problem um, to see kind of where, where my solution would come to in terms of buying a merchandising focus. So you, you, uh, you mentioned the word problem there. So yeah. um, um, what, what did you actually discover um, from your study? Yeah, so um, kind of, uh, I guess, I suppose a bit of a complex conclusion. And I think I discovered so much, it was almost sort of quite hard. That was probably the biggest challenge of the dissertation to come down to a final conclusion. Um, but basically, so I found two separate conclusions, one sort of for the general industry and one more specific for fashion buying and merchandising. So the one for the general industry was more that um, Instagram does potentially threaten the sustainability movement because of the way that social media influencers and Instagram algorithms are promoted on that platform. And as they sell the wants and needs of Generation Z, being those wants and needs are identity creation, wanting value for money. Um, this then persuades the Gen Z audience to shop. And of course, by being persuaded to shop and shopping more, that increases the disposability of clothing, which then subsequently threatens the development of the sustainability movement. Because I think for a lot of Gen Z, although I did find that nearly 100% of my survey respondents did dispose of clothing sustainably, they brought more clothing than they disposed of clothing. So it wasn't a kind of, there's not been a point in Gen Z's time where they felt they've needed to sustainably dispose of clothes. It's almost done because it's the done thing to do. And that's what most people do. Then in terms of a buying and merchandising focus, I found that Instagram can be a tool for um, both of the roles to access different um, customer research and customer inspiration. And it really is you know, of this modern day, it's the best form of communication a brand can get with their customer. And this then enables a buying and merchandising team to sort of understand the links between how to promote sustainability, but also keep the prices low and keep identity creation in there. And one recommendation that I led from my research was that buying and merchandising teams should focus on creating, you know, sustainable and fashionable ranges, but they should be offering those disposable servicing techniques that will aid that sustainability movement. It's quite interesting, isn't it? That, you know, Instagram is promoting sustainability, but yet it's not promoting responsible consumption. So, so yeah. in effect, were you saying that, you know, um, out of those that surveyed, uh, the kind of the disposal of, of garments um, once they'd finished with it was in a sustainable way yet actually their, their consumption patterns were perhaps not sustainable. Yes, exactly. And I think a lot for Gen Z, this isn't sort of a conscious move and a conscious effort that they're trying to buy more. I think it's that they simply don't think about it. And I certainly, for me, the whole Instagram algorithms sort of really opened my mind that I didn't quite realise that I was being persuaded to shop on there. I think for me, it was a platform to chat with friends, you know, look at celebrities, things like that. I didn't for once think I was being persuaded to shop. And I think now I've done this research, I look at Instagram in a completely different way now. And I'm so much more vigilant thinking, do I really need to buy that? Or am I being persuaded to buy it? Um, so I think it's just kind of educating Gen Z 
about how those how those platforms are set up and what what their goal is as a business so how how you play a part in that so do you do you think it's uh the the problem comes from the instagram algorithm or from perhaps the message that the the brands portray um i think it's a mixture of both to be totally honest i think that Definitely, um, brands do kind of play to the want of Gen Z or play to the want of their audience. And I think, particularly with my conversation with the Ace of Spire, she was um, really helpful in kind of understanding how brands communicate with their customer. And I think for me, it kind of showed that it is, you know, brands are going to sell because at the end of the day, they want to make profit, they want to make money. So that's completely understandable. But I think if as um, a user you are constantly liking and following and communicating with that brand you are constantly going to be shown that on your newsfeed. and mm -hmm. i think for me that was what i was unaware of is that i think the instagram algorithm is so sensitive to what you're liking um so i think it's just maybe i guess sort of thinking through a bit more who you're interacting with and do you really want do you really want to constantly see this or is it just a one-off sort of thing yeah, very interesting. I think we're probably all guilty of falling into the trap of um, of uh, being persuaded by by social media, but not actually yeah. thinking of it. Yeah. Um, so the focus was on Generation Z. Um, do you would you? I mean, uh, do you feel that perhaps the impact on other demographics would, would be similar? Do you think this is across the board? I think for me, it will be incredibly interesting to see uh, the next generation, so Gen Alpha, mm -hmm. and particularly a lot of the feedback I got in terms of recommendations for my dissertation was to look into uh, social media platforms such as TikTok, which is obviously sort of almost taking over Instagram in a sense now. So I think definitely be really interesting to see what the future generation generation have and their opinion on this matter. Um, I think in terms of old generations, I think millennials are a lot more price sensitive than Gen Z are. So I think it'd be really interesting to see if they would have the same out outpack. Like I would believe that probably they would, because I think they equally want, you know, as much as they can for as little cost as possible. Um, but I think maybe other generations, I think, because I think as you get older, you get more aware. I think you're willing to spend more money for maybe a lesser item um so i think it'd be really interesting i think that would be a whole other study in itself and maybe not studying something like instagram which is a bit more gen z obsessed and maybe studying something like facebook or twitter mm -hmm. and seeing yeah. if that had the same impact maybe with a different generation yeah so thinking about the different platforms that they might gravitate that each demographic might gravitate towards yes exactly yeah um so sort of as concerns your findings uh what sort of lessons could be learned by uh future buying and merchandising teams yeah um so definitely i think there's um a lot of lessons to be learned and i think as well that this is very much a work in progress and i think that you know as we see and certainly in this day and age you know things change overnight so i think in terms of the influence of instagram i think it very much fluctuates which i think is what creates the real challenge for buying and merchandising teams because unless you are a really super fast, fast fashion brand, you can't always jump on trends the minute they happen. Um, and particularly with lead times and suppliers being in different countries, obviously that, that pays another problem as well. Um, 
But I think definitely uh, my main finding is that I think buying a merchandising teams, particularly buying teams when planning ranges, should be really focusing on using Instagram as a tool to promote their ideas and get customer feedback, to kind of speak and communicate directly with their customer to understand what is wanted and demanded by their customer. Um, and I think also if brands could be aware and could understand the different algorithms that their customer uses, I think again, that could, could help because it could help see competitor activity and maybe if their um, customer is interacting with different influencers and different brand accounts. Um, so I think it can really open up a whole host of different information for a brand that can be used for range building or sales planning um, or maybe even events planning if we're looking into marketing teams. But I do think that it almost requires um, a whole other job and activity for a buyer and merchandise. It's not something that can be merged into just trend forecasting or um, kind of range planning inspiration trips. I think it needs to be a whole activity that's carried out by somebody and something that's monitored quite quite, quite closely and quite regularly. So in effect, I, I suppose what you're saying is that there's lots to be learned from, from the data that's that's collected and, and the understanding of the algorithms of social media, whether or not that's Instagram or other platforms, that potentially businesses, you know, are, are not fully utilising at the moment. Um, yeah. I think it's exactly that. I think that um, a lot of the uh, big fast fashion players or probably just even fashion players in general, I think a lot of them are working on uh, trying to be the next best thing in fashion. So they're trying to set their own trends rather than following trends, uh, which obviously is how, how we as a customer work. We want to see the most exciting thing. We want to see a brand new dress that Kylie Jenner literally just wore. Um, but I think for sometimes for a brand, I don't think it hurts to step back and it's particularly in range of planning to step back and look at what your competitors are doing, but particularly looking at what your customer is doing. You know, are they all turning to an organic and vegan diet? So is vegan clothing the next best thing? Or are they trying to replicate exactly what all the Kardashians are doing on the weekend? So should we be adding in some homeware elements in there? So I think it's just ensuring that they kind of stay on top of looking at that and rather than trying to be the next best thing and potentially I guess taking quite a lot of gamble in their expenses I think sometimes it doesn't hurt to just step back and look at what your customer is doing and look at Instagram and, and platforms that are like that. Interesting isn't it because I know on um, the uh, BA in fashion buying and merchandising you, you're taught to always focus on the customer's wants and needs but um i think it's an easy trap to fall into to kind of assume that the customer wants something uh but actually as you're kind of just confirming now there is opportunity to perhaps fully understand your customer if if information can be can be gathered and analyzed effectively uh and particularly in the long term would boost the profitability of a business because in effect you are giving the customer actually what they want before they probably even realize they want it so to speak i like i liked your suggestion of you know switching to vegan food might then suggest you know a vegan collection is necessary for 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 the next season for example yeah i think it's because the whole idea of being in such a fast-paced environment decisions need to be made so quickly and i think that sometimes 
like you say, they work on lessons learned. They work on, oh, well, the customer liked this two years ago, so the likelihood is they'll like it now. Whereas I think particularly, or I hope that this dissertation shows that actually the customer is always changing. And probably if I even did this study again now, potentially people would say a different response to maybe what they said a couple of months ago. Because I think, you know, everybody is changing. Everything is changing around us. And I think they almost can't make up their minds, which I think is what creates that challenge for the buying and merchandising teams. Yeah, and I think also with, with Generation Z and maybe even sort of Generation Alpha, you're still trying to figure out, you know, what 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 you like, what, you know, what, what you know, the, the kind of, yeah, sort of the, you know, who you aspire to be, who influences you. And so by nature, you, you can change your opinion quite quickly. But I suppose what you're trying to say is that there's opportunity for the buying a merchandising team to be able to predict what that change is going to be if information is used correctly and data is, is analyzed and there is an understanding of these various sort of algorithms that you know Instagram use and other social media platforms. Definitely yes no I think there's definitely an element of being able to uh, predict sales patterns or predict the the likelihood of success maybe. So um, you've already secured uh, a role you're already employed um, I think you had a very small gap between graduating and uh, going into the, the world of work. Yeah. Do you, is there any way that you think uh, your dissertation could be used or how do you think you would like to um, use the findings from your dissertation? Do you think they will influence the way that you work as a, as a, as a merchandiser, for example? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think just from what we've just spoken about, I think that already, um, I can feel myself sort of thinking twice about decisions that will be made. And I think that, like we just said, I think that the customer is so important. And I think sometimes as an online business, I do think the customer gets forgotten sometimes because ultimately you're showcasing your product to such a mass market. It can sometimes be quite hard to pinpoint your customer um, sort of exactly. Whereas obviously when um, brands had various different stores, you could go into that store, you could meet the customer. Mm -hmm. um, so I think sort of coming from an online business and somewhere that I am right now, I think I'm trying really hard to almost step away a little bit and think about what the customer would want. And if they were to be in one of our stores, how would they react? And sort of, I think sometimes, I guess I would suggest to my uh, managers, that sometimes it's an element of trial and error and buying in small, smaller quantities to test mm -hmm. something out. And then obviously having that shorter lead time to then obviously hopefully have a more successful output um, in the latter. So yeah, I definitely think it's changed the way I think. And as I said, obviously it's changed the way I use Instagram. So I definitely think in my personal life, it's, it's hugely changed things. Um, but yeah, definitely if there's opportunities to take it into my work life, I've, I'm always up for that. So that would be great. 